everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I'm your packmaster, Jameson Oxford, and once again, we're doing this over uh, YouTube Live, Google Hangout. This is fun. Uh, to my proverbial left, it's Ryan. That's it, Ryan as Roy. Let's get playing. I'm ready to get back into it. And Roy is a halfling rogue slash warlock. You don't need to know that. Don't tell everybody. They need to know. Tell them my secrets. The hell. Dude, that's fucked up. I got your back, dude. Seriously, dude, what the hell? We're gonna tell some secrets. And to his left is Strana once again playing Bopidopolis, your favorite dwarven wizard. And to his left is Mitch, who has finally sculpted his character to be as grumpy as he is. I play the old man Goliath, formerly a fisherman, now just pissy. His name is Bruce. <laughs> And to his left is the master of the pack and your human rogue fighter, Dylan. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Marquis Dylan Bennett nowadays. That's. Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's still so weird to fucking say. Master of the pack, you should really quit smoking, my friend. I come from a family uh, that smokes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Will and Bennett would definitely smoke, like, some fucked up cigarettes. Yeah. Asshole. Uh. I mean, Dad, uh, and to his proverbial left. And to his sideways, some direction. Witters is, of course. Mm. Oh, he's added a coat. It's it's pretty glorious. <laughs> is, of course, the head. gentleman. Is he gonna doff? The skeleton, <gasps> Mr. Grimm. Oh, yeah. And I, of course. Well, it's in my name. I'm a gentleman skeleton. Also a sorcerer. Bit of. A weaver of magic signs. Uh, <laughs> doesn't he wear skin nowadays, by the way? Can we talk about that? <laughs> change my underwear real quick. Not often. <laughs> All right, so yeah. And that's everybody. This is Torchlit Tavern. You've been listening, I hope, for a while. If you're not, this isn't a bad episode to start on, but I recommend the one just before where I repeated our synopsis up to this point. It kind of gives you all of the pertinent information that I think you'll need leading into this show. I also would like to say that we've recently turned on our Patreon, so if you do like our show, please rate us on iTunes and go to our Patreon and support us. Patreon.com slash Torchlight Tavern. Thank you. Give us a check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will do anything for your money. Uh, I'm going to be working on a Redactyl episode soon. There you go. Good shit. That's right. We will do a Redactyl episode, if that doesn't tell you how desperate... For $100, Bruce will snap another character's neck. Whoa. <laughs> wow. For $500, you can choose the character. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on tons of fun Patreon content. I guarantee it. <laughs> As I was saying, we're Torchlit Tavern. We're in the middle, uh, I'm guessing, about midpoint of a campaign that I've been calling City Life because it has pretty much taken place in one city this whole game. That's the city of Griffinport in the capital of the country known as Celestian, where we find you guys just outside the city limits talking to Granlin, who has recently beat the ever-living piss out of Bruce. For good reason. Yeah, because he was being grumpy and... What words would Bruce use? A giant douche. No, those Roy's words. Oh. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> he, he, did, he did hit an old woman. I second ride. Look, I'm just going to say right now, I would never patronize Gronlin by not punching her back in the face. Yeah. Ugh. She is a strong, independent giantess. She can handle that shit, as was evidenced by her handling that shit. 
and ripping a tree. And speaking of that, Bruce Douche, we're going to start off with Granlin berating you some more as you, you wake back up because you were knocked out and then kind of healed and woken back up. Yeah, so, so Bruce, if you're not going to step up and do what you need to do to help these people, then you can go tell them yourself. And you, and she turns to the rest of the group, if any of you dare to cast spells or attack my person again, you will answer to me. And you in particular. And she pulls out a holy symbol that's shaped like a flower and stares daggers at the gentleman, Mr. Grimm. Oh. Who's standing next to Mr. Grimm? I walked away a while ago. Yeah, so you're gone. Roy. Roy. Bop, are you near? Yeah. You and Roy both take five damage. What? Yeah. Why? And the gentleman takes no damage, but he does explode. What? (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Where do you get these flowers? Just before it kicks in, actually, I will give you a chance to roll a save, but you might not want to because you recognize the spell that she is casting upon you as Banish. Hmm. Where's she gonna banish me to? To your home. To your home world, yeah. It doesn't typically take you to the ethereal plane, though? No, no. no. If you are a non-native creature, you are going home. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna do a damn thing. I recognize this as banish, I go, Do you? As Mr. Grimm explodes into just a bone... What would be the correct term? Bone meal? No, I don't want to powder him. (laughs) Pile? No, because a pile would imply that it's neat. Shrapnel field? <laughs> Claymore. <gasps> I know this. I know this. I know this. I know this. IED. Fuck, I know Jeff this. Jeff has been turned into a faith-based IED. <laughs> uh, an IUD. Okay, got it. <laughs> IUD is not... Uh... <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Anyway, you find yourself in the Feywild, gentlemen, Mr. Grimm, and it's very weird because you don't have a body, but you're home. What? In the bloody hell is this? And uh, the forest is cold. It looks like you're in autumn. Like, the leaves have fallen on the ground, because they are always on the ground. And it is unnaturally silent. Although, not really to you. It's naturally silent to you. Well, at least I'm home. Where is my body? How am I here without my body? I have so many questions. Now, while he's dealing with that, how do you guys react to the fact that Granlin just did that? And we will come back to that with, oh dear. Well, okay. I don't believe that was supposed to happen. What did you just do? Yeah, you know, It was supposed to be banishment. Yes, well, let me take these bits of him off of me. Uh, or what was him, I guess. There's just a dust coating on my face. Oh dear. <laughs> <coughs> Question. Oh, no. Uh, Jay? Well, I'm gonna have to brush out my yes. beard. Did I see this in the distance as I was walking away? Since... Maybe he heard it. Yeah. You might have heard it. Roll perception. Okay, yeah, that makes... Yeah, roll perception and then we'll see. It's almost as if the skill... Uh, 22. You hear a weird pop sound. Yeah, like, it's not quite an explosion, because that's not quite right, but the sound of, like, a, uh, a bundle of sticks being turned into not a bundle of sticks very quickly. I... Look back. Do I see? No, you hear it, and you go back to investigate. So in a, in a moment, you'll you'll show up to. 
So how do you guys react to that? I start picking pieces of them out of my beard. Where's my comb? Where's my comb, my poor beard? <laughs> Not again. You know where your comb is. At all times. At all times, I know okay. where my comb is. Uh, Bruce, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say you banish the shit out of him. How about, uh, let me take a step back next time? That kind of hurt a little bit. Y usually they don't leave a trace when they're banished. Yeah, I feel like maybe he shouldn't have exploded. Is he, like, okay, or is he dead? What did you do? Grim, what do you do now that you're in your home plane with no body? Well, I feel pretty relieved to be in my home plane. I'm gonna see if I can move around. Okay, you can kind of move. So, you've been summoned to the material plane before, and mm -hmm. this feels similar to that, but different, because normally, like... You're a tethered being to the plane, so when you get summoned, your soul still is there, which means that's why if you die or get banished, you head back. Mm -hmm. This time it feels like your soul is here, but your body is not. It's like reverse summoning. This is inconvenient, to say the least. I try to make it back to my normal abode. Okay. Hopefully there's something there. So... What do you guys do? I walked up. Do you guys do anything? Is he just gone? I start gathering the pieces of Mr. Grimm here. <laughs> and go. Uh... Granlin seems very distressed. Like, she really didn't mean to, like, kill him. She was just very upset that he had attacked her, essentially. But she seems really upset that this has gone this way. And she's kind of helping you gather the bones as well. Do I walk back now? Yeah, you're there. What the fuck? Hey, Dylan, look. She blew up Grim. What? <laughs> you know, more than likely... Don't fuck with Granlin. Since this I... Faye was trapped on our plane, she's somehow separated him. This is unusual, as she stated. We should uh... probably gather up all his bones and pull his ass back here. Because I doubt he's doing very what? well on the other side. So you sent him back to, like, Faye? Supposedly, hopefully, that's what, that's what you from. wanted, right? Yeah, that's. Can you send homegirl back, guys? Uh -uh. Five minutes. I was gone five minutes. How did this shit happen? Actually, you were not gone five minutes because one minute is the amount of time that banish works. As <laughs> Mister Grimm pops back into his pile of bones, and it kind of just begins to reassemble. Oh, good. Damn, it's working Grimm. like usual. Oh, hey. Hey, look, it didn't work. How are his clothes? Your, your head's on the back. Sorry, it's on the wrong way. I twist this skull around. Mm. Don't worry, I know full well how to get myself back together. As you see, all the pieces just begin to coalesce and connect. And then, as it all comes back together, his bones glow with all of these markings that are etched into them with magic that you don't normally get to see much of. Uh, Granlin speaks up. She's like, Oh dear, yes. So, yes. So obviously there's something wrong with you. Beyond the fact that you thought it was smart to attack me with your spells. Are you fucking... Beyond the fact that you knocked him over like a toddler knocking over a tower of blocks? Yes, that was fun. But that shouldn't have happened the way it did. He's a skeleton. You didn't think something was wrong with him already? I've been a skeleton for what you would know as years. 
In fact, so many years, I don't know the next term up from that. I've lived a strange life, sweetie. You learn to just roll with new people. I'm gonna go ahead and put on record. I've said this grim thing is bad news since it showed up. Anyway, that's one of the things that I've been meaning to bring up with you people. You people? You are... What do you mean, you people? I mean small people. She means idiots. Yes, that includes Bruce. Yeah. That tracks. Fair. Checks out. People are trying to kill you. You have beings from other realms appearing and joining your party. No one's asked any questions. You barely know one another, and people are trying to kill you. Do you understand the gravity of your situation? I mean, not me anymore, really. I killed that last person. Yeah, I'm pretty clear. Me and the devil don't hang as much anymore. Devil? Y'all are aware there is two more. We ain't dead yet, right? Excuse me, did you say devil? I had my suspicions. Yeah, I worked for the devil. Oh. You guys know that? I thought I told you. Yes, now that we're all on the same page that you're not on the same page. Granlin knew I worked for the devil. Hey, Granlin, maybe you should banish him. I will banish all of you. Ah, you can't. I live here. Do it, you won't. Do it. I doubt you'll banish me anyway. You've clearly failed right, at it I need once. to take that project up to the next step. Mm. So, you guys can feel that Granlin has gone completely quiet. <laughs> we can also hear it. Yeah. But it's that stony silence of an angry grandparent. I don't know anything about that. My grandparents are always upset about something. I don't have any family. (laughs) Fuck. Damn. (laughs) Playing that card again, huh? It's the only card I got. Alright. And yet, it's always in the deck. Granlin points at Mullion, who is here. (laughs) He came with you guys. Yeah, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but he did bring you guys here. That was kind of how you got here to begin with. Oh. He was the only one who knew where Bruce was hiding at the time. Bruce, who is still in the form of a, well, I say small orc, but only by comparison. And she points at Mullion and says, get them in line and get them on the same page and take Bruce to go tell the others that he will not be helping them. This guy? I already told him. Um, yeah, you want me to tell Bruce what to do? Like, I feel my chances of making Bruce do things is way higher than him doing what I tell him to do. He ain't robbing no bank. <laughs> Didn't rob no bank. He did rob a bank. I'm just saying. <laughs> Molly, you can't tell us to do anything. I'm technically higher than him. Uh, that's not the way that works. <laughs> not I always had my suspicion. Anyway. She's right, though. Like, we got problems, and you people, like, I know y'all don't get along, but you're in the same problem. Like, don't you guys want to fix it? I mean, I get along pretty well with Roy and Bop nowadays. It's debatable. Okay, thanks, bud. See, yeah, I'm no. slowly beginning to hate you all. As well as I should be, we should not lose the fact that we have lost an apparently, possibly kingdom-ending artifact out of our hands, out of all our oh, hands. Oh, the box? I know where it is. Gradlin just, like, stares at everybody and, like, points at everybody and goes, Do you see what I mean? No, not really. I don't even know what you think I'm hiding from people. Like, I know you're lumping me with all these people, Gradlin, but I ain't got nothing. You're literally hiding your entire body right now. Uh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, were you or were you not poisoned at the king's dinner? Didn't know that. 
Actually, that's a good question. We don't know if you were poisoned, but <laughs> yeah. you know things that you have not talked to them about. Am I poisoned? You're the one who ran the testing on me. I, I thought I was good. Should I? Am I? Do I need like? It wasn't poisoned, but the point is, is did you talk to any of them about this? You well, didn't, did you? I thought I was going to die. I went straight to you, and then nothing was wrong, and uh, then we moved on. Okay. Seeing as you won't do it yourselves, I'll tell you what I know about each one of you. This ought to be fun. I just found out that this fae has apparently become a native of the realm. Somehow. You're fucking kidding me! Which goes against all laws of creation. He should be gone. When I cast Banish, he should have been sent home. And yet here he is. Ha, you live here! <laughs> Suck it. I'll kill you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not certain about the little one, but I'm almost certain that he has recently learned magic that only a warlock could know. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about. That guy's obviously a sorcerer. Yes. Gotcha. Speaking of warlocks, this one used to be in league with the devil. Yeah. We, ju we just covered that. Oh. Yeah. Co covered yes. That. No, but we're going to cover it again. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, yeah? Yeah. yeah anyone got beer? This alcohol's mine. Yes, yes, he was definitely in league with the devil. I can smell uh, it on I'm him. definitely, definitely gonna need another. As Bob takes out a flask. Uh-huh. Uh, can I have a little nip of that, Bob? Just a second. She turns to Bob and says, And you, Bob. You, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm smart enough to know that the doors don't just roll in and meekly accept land. Yeah. I know that you're working for your thane. I know you're loyal to your crown. And that puts you in a unique position right now as wars begin. Yep. So why don't you tell everyone what you're trying to do? Well, quite frankly, I'm trying to get back to my little home with a little bit of my honor intact. Isn't that like right over there? No, it's across the sea. Yeah, don't you just kind of get a shovel and aim down? <sighs> and with a tidy profit. In my pocket. Simple goals. At least I understand him. That said, as Gremlin was saying, war's getting on. Things have been happening. My contacts have been stirring. Odd bits of armor and arms have been flowing through the town, which doesn't make any sense. It hasn't appeared anywhere, and these are relatively large shipments. Do you know how hard it is to hide an arms shipment? Well, no. 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 Probably fairly difficult for mortals. To be fair, I didn't think you could hide me either, and uh, here we is. Yeah, this is all literally and figuratively over my head. Uh, you're poorly hidden at best, Bruce. I've seen people who could make you a miss. Quite frankly, some of the few people that could possibly know or would have tripped across what has been going on, if they're using something akin to magic, would be the Mages' College, either with their help, as it was established by the Crown, or with their complicit advice. Dylan? What? Isn't that where my box is, too? Oh, hell no. I'm not telling you where your box is. I told you why. Granlin just said to tell us everything, goddammit. Granlin, who's standing near you, is like, and you wonder why I do not trust you. No, you don't trust me because of my lineage, not because of what I've done. I've done... Far more than enough to be trusted. I don't trust you because of your lineage and your choices. Oh, let's talk about choices real quick if you want to go down this path, Granlin. Here we go. Because shut the fuck up. She is eagerly awaiting whatever you have to say. I walk up to Dylan. I back away from Dylan. Nah, 
Stop. Let him talk. I don't want to get Dylan bits all over me, too. He got something to say. Let him say. I take another swig from my flask. And I grab him by his collar. And I go, you know where that fucking box is? Do you have any idea what that is? Do you have even the modicum of knowledge of where it is? The fact that you know where it is and that you are hiding it, especially from me, is not just an egregious mistake you're making to someone such as myself, but to your entire fucking plane. It's a box. Now get on board, Dylan Marquis, whatever your fucking name is. I'm not hiding it from you. There's your mistake. Avil uh, kind of whispers into Roy's head during that. Is like, whatever happens, please make sure he doesn't get killed because he does have the information we need. Protect Dylan from that madman. Protect Dylan? You heard me. I said that out loud. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Fat lot of luck you'll have. Bob raises his eyebrow. Now. And turns his head. <laughs> uh, as for the box, I was the one that retrieved it from said ship when it crash-landed originally, so... Mullion's like, well, then how did the king get it? Oh, that's easy, because it was a bomb that the king got. The king never got the actual box. That... Remember, speaking of choices, uh, that... Remember the heist? What you guys were all robbing? Remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. a... That was a bomb, and... Yeah, we remember. That's why your name is different, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I figured... I figured that out. That's one of the reasons I like you, is because you made a cool, good choice there. Uh, <laughs> you know wait did I just say that I like him out loud uh no yes. I don't think you did cool cool yeah no and that's the thing that was Azazel's doing and that was the line in the sand where I went yeah this is kind of fucked up but I couldn't say anything outwardly to you guys cause he was literally in my head and it's hard enough hiding my thoughts from him so I did what I had to do I almost died a couple times Bruce hugged me it was kind of weird so where is it now? Oh, I'm sure it's somewhere. Yes, do tell. Grandlin hears that the devil's in your head. She kind of gets very stone-faced and wouldn't at that proclamation. Oh, Grandlin. That, that's super nervous worry thing. <laughs> Don't act surprised because you were aware of who I was working for long before any of these guys. No, Sandra was. She only recently told me. Grandlin? Seriously, a paladin can't detect a warlock of Azazel walking into her front door. Is that the is that what we're supposed to all believe here? It's not that simple, sweetheart. Yes. What do we know? We're going off the point here. Yes. Box. Where is the box? You can whisper it to the side of my head for all you care. <laughs> but I need to know where it is. I'm sure it is still on this plane of existence. Well, that's a good start. That's helpful. The entire group, just like Mullion and Grandland, they're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Only reason I'm not telling you is because Roy would follow you to the ends of the earth for said box. I like Roy, but the thing is, time and time again, the thing in his head, as someone that's had things in his head, fucking making decisions for him, has proven they're a bit fucking... Odd to the point of murdering people is the better alternative, and even pushing Roy to do that. So Roy and Mr. Grimm, they hear Avil say to Mr. Grimm, "Just tell them what it is. They need to know." Let's start with this. 
What's in his head is a fae. I'm aware. One of our kind. Why she's here is a series of her mistakes. Fuck you. I won't get into her mistakes. Bitch. She is just as big a part of damning us all as your discretion will be. Traitor. What is in the box is a mantle. Do you have any idea what a mantle is, mortal? Of course he doesn't. He's a mortal. Yeah, it's like a short cloak, wraps around your shoulders, keeps you warm, keeps the snow off. Sometimes has a hood. Roll an arcana check. Azazel told me it was a mantle. He said that it's a mantle, but he never explained what that was. Or what that meant. 16 total. Okay. So, go ahead and say what you're going to say, and if you overstep, I'll tell you. Basically, it's how you guys connect to your domain, your specific one, I'm guessing, and how you guys get the brunt of your power, and can basically make you guys super goddamn powerful, because it was enough for Azazel to go, hey, that's a nice fucking thing. You see Grim's skeleton light up with these markings again, as he... Proceeds to be slightly unhinged. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any of them. The sheer stupidity of your entire race baffles me. You appear to know nothing of the things that guide your world. I know what a king is, and you don't know what a mantle is. A mantle is more than just a connection. A mantle may as well be a god that sits on our version of Earth, our Feywild. It is the thing that keeps balance and balance is important do you know why balance is important because balance here and balance there are connected and when one tips the entire thing flips the mantle is not just something of power that maybe you can use to manipulate your tiny squabbles and i'm talking about even the devil with his fucking Desire to fight other gods. No, it is something that makes sure our worlds stay safe and whole. Uh, Mr. All-Knowing Grim, who uh, knows everything and knows infinitely more than uh, all us hapless little mortals. You uh, have know what time it is, <laughs> asshole. And Bruce storms off. I look up at the sky. What place is the sun in? Okay, so Mullion, as Bruce storms off, he kind of weighs everybody's like, hey, let's talk and walk, because if he's moving, I'm following him, because he's got to go where I tell him to. Says Granlin, <laughs> and I do what Granlin tells me to. Yes, well, I guess we should. I need to go check on the little project, and I think perhaps we need to go get a few things prepared. What position is the sun in? Were we done here? Yeah, we're, we're done. We're I'm done not here. not sure, but I guess we are. We're talking and walking. So as you guys head back to the city, is that where Bruce is going? Yeah. Because they're following you. Like, yeah. Mullion is fucking following you. Moving it back to the city. Yeah. Well, Granlin kind of talks to Mullion for a moment and then says that she has to go. And she kind of... Long legs. Long legs, fast pace. Even, uh... Unless Bruce is running, she overtakes Bruce and moves past him. And leaves you with Mullion. And Mullion's like, so yeah, Granlin wants me to take you guys back to the, uh... To uh, where all the people meet up, where uh, they were talking to Bruce, and Bruce, you gotta come with me, man. You gotta let them down. If you're not gonna do what they want you to do, you gotta tell them. They need to make other plans. I don't think they. I don't think they understood when you told them. You say you told them already. I don't think they got it. What's this whole plan thing? Well, well, you see, the king, you know, well, the deuce is—he's acting king right now because the yes. king is so sick, he's bedridden, and uh, as far as I've heard, he's completely in like a coma. And, uh, 
So, as was talked about, y- y'all were at the, that court hearing? Yeah. So, Bruce was kind of the distraction, but the deuce was trying to get, while Bruce's trial was going, he was trying to get that war started. And Granlin bought us time by trying to elect that people's noble that uh, that that one marquis from last one brought up. What was his name? Uh, I, uh... Marquis Patrick Simmons came up with. So she's trying to buy us time, but legitimately, Bruce is a beloved member of the fucking city. They thought maybe he'd want to be that noble. He could cast that vote. It would also protect him from a lot of this king's bullshit that he's got thrown at him. Eventually, Bruce is going to get got if the king wants him got, but if he's a noble, it gets even harder, you know? So, there's two reasons, Bruce. Well, sounds like it would be a good plan. Does this get us closer to finding the mantle? Uh, well, as, uh, Granlin just said, she just dropped the information that the last place that the mantle was seen was that ship that fell out of the sky, and what was left of that ship got, uh, taken to the Mages College. So I know some contacts where we're going that are that are mages, and yeah, they they could probably help us with that. Maybe get us into the school. I thought you wasn't talking to them no more. Well, I could get us into the school. That's not the problem. Uh, the Kemp Bruce, you know me. I I can't. I can't. I not. do know you, and I know you got to not talk to them no more. I I look. I did my best. Uh, I I went like a you know a whole month, and then uh, you know I had the itch, and I had to go talk to them. They were good people. They're good people. And uh, don't worry, we can get you into someone else. No, it's not that, Bob. You you understand? It's complicated, Bob. So, Bruce, will you come with me then? So you gotta st- keep me keep me uh, honest, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll keep you straight. Okay, come on, come on. Little service book, and Mullion leads you guys to the poor section of town, and it's like just at the edge. The Mages College ended up after the poor sector grew and grew. It actually is butted up fairly close to all of that. It's not quite in the poor, but it's definitely kind of marks the border area between, like, Merchant District and the Poor Sector and the Goblin Warrens. And he takes you down this one side street that goes under a bridge and then down low, and it ends up going underground in, like, a section of the city that looks like it might have been old and collapsed down. And then you find yourself in this heading into what looks like this giant amphitheater. It looks like this Colosseum-style building that actually sank into the earth, probably... A hundred years ago or something. They built over the top of it, just like they do in the city. And in uh, magically lit letters, you see a thing that just says the Arc-Cade. Like A-R-C-C-A-D-E. Yeah, I got that. You can hear cheers and roaring like a bunch of people just screaming and cheering and booing coming from inside. Bruce grabs Roy by the top of the head. Uh... Now, Roy. Yes? When we go in there, uh, you're gonna have to be careful. You're, uh, you're small, and, uh, sometimes the little folk get, uh, get tossed in there, and it's, uh, you don't want to be in there. Can you put me down, then? Because I feel like you might toss me in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, just, yeah. Just, yeah, be, uh, be careful. Noted. And as you cross the threshold, you find yourself at the edge of a giant coliseum. And stretched across the top of this coliseum is like this thin veil. Looks like it might be some sort of energy bubble that kind of pins it in. And you guys can't see down into the pit yet, but you can hear the sound of some sort of monsters roaring and fighting 
and you see everybody standing and raising their arms and cheering and screaming. And to the side, you see a bull pit where there's a bunch of people. Leonard the Narc has a face you recognize. He's over there just shouting out odds and taking bets. And there's just coin being thrown at him and bets being placed. And uh, Mullion's kind of tapping his feet. And he's like, yeah, so just give me a second. Uh, and uh, let me, I'll go talk to Leonard the Narc. And then I'll come back and then I'll let you know what we're doing next. Yeah, I'll come with you. Nah, nah, Bruce, you stay here. You're good. You're good. Nah, it's fine. Uh, uh, if I roll persuasion, would that work? <laughs> you could try. What about intimidate? Nah. <laughs> Didn't think so. All right. Mullion moves up to this bull pit, and it's all, it's, it's chaos. And roll perception, everybody who's going along with him. That one. <laughs> I stay at the top. 17. 14. So, Randall, is that like a nat one because, like, kid in the candy shop, mind equals blown, or like. Lack of a fuck. Just kind of here. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. Damn. Also, uh. As I'm kind of worried about what Bruce said, and I don't really want to be thrown into a pit full of scary things, I'm going to cast Disguise Self. Okay, as as a what? As a what? Yeah, what are you disguising yourself to look like? I guess to look kind of like Bruce. Can you... So wait, you're like like a five foot tall Bruce? Because there's like a limit. No, he can do that, but the thing is, if someone even touches him, their hand will go through what's not real. I can seem one foot shorter or taller, and can appear okay. thin, fat, or in between. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he can't even really do that. Can't even be five feet. <laughs> Make yourself look like Bob. I thought it was better. I'm gonna look like I a know, right? <laughs> like a very squat, muscular orc, I guess. I think what he would have been better off is casting, like, Minor Illusion, because Minor Illusion has, like, a 15-foot radius or whatever that he can make shit happen with. But well, I don't have that. Minor Illusion. That's a shame. This is what we're gonna do. Alright, so you are a short, squat orc now. You know what? I'm gonna see this, realize he looks completely ridiculous. I'm just gonna hand wave, make him a goblin, so he fucking blends in at his height. <laughs> Because now he looks ridiculous. No one will notice any difference between another goblin, and it's not far off from his height anyway. What, uh, what, are short orcs not a thing? Roll me an arcana, Jeff. Not that (laughs) short, bud. That's a... oh, gosh. Uh, eleven? Okay. So, Aveel's spectral form just sort of steps forward and waves your spell off, like, nah, let him (laughs) do his thing. Yeah, we got this, don't worry about it. Just stops your spell from taking over and lets his spell override it. And you remain a malformed orc. Despite Mr. Grimm's attempt to help. But I'm beefy. I'm a little... Yeah, he's beefy. Avil respects his right to be bad at what he does. I am a squat, beefy orc <laughs> boy. Leave me alone. Also, Avil likes to every chance you get tell you to go push dicks. Okay, so... I evil Ivan. Okay. Mullion walks up to Leonard, and Leonard Narc goes, Hey, Mullion, how's it going, man? So as Mullion walks up, he goes, Hey, Mullion, how you doing, man? Hey, uh, weren't you just here, like, this morning? Like, what are you doing back already? And... Hands on hips. Sassy orc. 
Uh-huh. Who are your friends? Legitimately, who are your friends? Hey, dude. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Bob. Lady. Who are your new friends? Uh, this is my friend, uh, Barry and, uh, Troy. Let's just say there's some interesting characters hereabouts. Mullion's like, yeah, interesting characters. Don't worry about it, Leonard. Don't worry. They're, they're cool. Yeah, hey, I'm Troy. Yeah, super cool. I'm cool. How, uh, how often do you come down here lately, Mullion? Uh, pretty frequent? Hey, you know, Mullion, that guy sounds a lot like Bruce. Dylan bubbles under his breath. Shit, I wanted the names reversed. <laughs> Fuck, I messed it up. All right. And Mullion's like, don't, Leonard, don't worry about when I was back, when I was here last. Uh, so everybody who did a real good perception check, see, and Mullion has like a fistful of coins, and he's putting them back in his pocket. And he says, so, so, hey, Lenny, are the guys who, uh, who run this thing, are they here today? I need to talk to, uh, the mages. And Leonard the Narc says, uh, yeah, they're probably around. If you give me a moment, I can go get them. But right now we're in the middle of betting, so can you, can you hold on? And Mullen's like, I, I guess, but we're, we do kind of need to hurry. And Leonard's like, yeah, cool, I'll wrap it up. But he's like, hey, any of you guys want to place a bet? Right now we got ourselves a real cool fight going on. Sure. What you got? What's the action? Uh, right now, one of them summoned a uh, fucking ooze of some kind, although, like, it's fucking blue. I've never seen a blue ooze before. And the other one summoned a nightmare. Okay. Fucking tails on fire. It's cool. Did you say blue ooze? Blues? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. What are the odds? Right. Uh, I think the odds are uh, three to one to the ooze, oddly enough. Does he have a brother? Uh, no. No, I, I don't think the blue ooze has a brother. Ah. Did you check? Uh, no. Uh, I, I asked Mr. Goodman, but he, he, he says that he, he doesn't. He... How much to put down on the blues? <laughs> On the blues? <laughs> uh, well, you got you got copper? Because we only take copper here. Never mind. Got like two copper. Yeah. Then, then I'll take you two copper. There's two copper for the blues. Three copper on the nightmare. I just toss some copper up on the window? It's, yeah, it's like a little sill or whatever. All right. People are jostling you and trying to get their bets in, too. There's, other, there's a few other halflings running around trying like helping him out. And, like, they're looking at him like, hey, dude, come on, get to work, man. Stop talking to these people. Get your shit together. We, we're busy. And so he takes your two copper, whisks them away, and he says, two copper for uh, Troy. And Troy. He, uh, he yells that to another, Troy, yeah, and he writes that, and some guy's taking a note in the back. And uh, anybody else? Anybody else got copper? We can't take gold. Or silver. Nope. No? <sighs> what, what, are you broke again, Dylan? Yeah. Opposite. <coughs> Sorry to hear that, man. Thought you had a job now. I thought you were legit. Don't you get like paid by the watch? Half my paycheck goes to the church. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Ah, uh, you gotta <laughs> gotta leave some for you know having a good time. Otherwise, you get all surly, you know. But whatever. And then, bop bop for three. You sure you don't want to take the nightmare? Man, it's three to one. You get paid three times. What are you one upping me? Two more. Uh, okay, you heard him. Two more. He like the coins just disappear the moment they hit the table. <laughs> it's like a, it's a magic trick. You don't even see his hand move. I'm all the way at the entrance still, mm. tightly gripping my cane. You just kind of observing everything? Yeah, observing and waiting. Okay. Simmering. Since you've got, a, like, a different view, you can't see inside the pit, like I said, but basically on either end of the pit, 
there's this giant dome, and you recognize it as some sort of force field. It's, it's probably to keep whatever goes on in there from attacking the bystanders. And uh, around the edge of the pit, you see a couple of rogue people that you're guessing are mages, because you've dealt with their ilk before. And then on either end, you also see what looks like two young human mages who are standing in these little boxes on either end of the pit. And they're kind of looking down, and each one of them has like all the stuff that you would recognize as summoning equipment. Okay. Okay. And the crowd's just going wild, just watching this fight. And then Leonard kind of takes the last bet, and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go let them know that you want to talk to them. Uh, I think the match is probably gonna." And then you hear like this loud splooshing sound, mm-hmm. and like half the audience just roaring. Like some of them are happy, some of them pissed off. And then he's like, "Oh, yep, that's the end. All right, cool." Yeah, I'll be right back. And he leaves you guys kind of sitting there. I'm going to do this down to just a plain old higher low. Jeff, as somebody who didn't even walk up to the... Hi. All right. That's going to be... The Nightmare 1. Hey! Son of a bitch. That was three? <laughs> that was three. All right. So you kind of walk up and slap down your shit, and one of the halflings gives you nine copper pieces as you're... Good show. Yeah. And Molly's like, God damn it, I was gonna I was gonna vote for the fucking horse. <laughs> you was gonna what? Nothing, nothing, bro, nothing, uh, what the fuck do I call you around here? Don't worry His about it. His name is Barry, you essentially. That's that. Barry, and I'm Troy. Come on. Alright, yeah, nothing Barry, don't worry about it. A little while later, you see Leonard, who's kind of waving you over to, like, a back area. Like, it's way across to the crowd, and, like, he's trying to take you to, a, to an area that's off this freaking maelstrom of human emotion that you are currently finding yourselves in the center of. So we go over there. And in a nonchalant way. So yeah, you guys get shuffled into this back room and... Does somebody wave me over? Yes. When he gave everyone the wave, you did see that. So you... Okay. Does I was going to say, do I need the arcane whisper wind his rear end over? I, I can do that. You did also see them kind of move over there, so unless you really just want to be lost to this crowd. Being said, people are kind of keeping their distance from you, unless you're wearing your weird mask. I'm not. Yeah, people are keeping their distance from you, so you're not exactly stuck in this crowd the way other people would be. If anyone stares too long, I give them the sockets. Really put the fear (laughs) in them. You give, give them the eye. When you walk away, you hear somebody whisper going, dude, I'm totally putting copper down on that guy. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so you guys find yourself in a back room, and Leonard kind of says, Hey, uh, I gotta get back to work, but this here is our friend, the, the, the friends who help us do this lovely place. Welcome to the arcade. It's uh, kind of their baby nowadays. This is Frederic and Thibbledorf. And he says, So whatever you need to ask him, go ahead. And he, and he takes off. And Frederic is in, like, a classic purple, like, mage's robe. And Thibbledorf is wearing a orange one. It is like the these colors stand out in a crowd. And they're kind of just sort of sitting there awkwardly staring at you guys. Thibbledorf is like, he looks young, but he's got a very long beard. Almost like this guy is like cartoonishly attempting to be the classic wizard. It's just not quite there because you can see how young he is in the face. And then... Frederick is just clean-shaven and bald. I wave. I'm Troy. Uh, hey, Troy. Uh, how's it going, man? Uh, Not great. I lost that last one. Son of a bitch. 
Yeah, it's, the, it's tough. It's tough. Fucking blues, am I oh, right? some shiny copper. Hmm. Anywho. What do you mages know about a mantle? I know that uh, you can hang like your stocking on it on Solstice Day. I walk forward. What's a stocking? It's a sock. And here we go. It sounds smelly. I mean, you're supposed to put a clean sock. Hey, can I help you guys? Leonard said it was important. So, you see any flying ships hereabout? Oh, oh that. Who, who told you about that? Don't mutual worry friend. about it. We seen it. Persuasion, a, a mutual friend. We're very good friends with you. For 21. Frederick's been the one who's talking. And Thibbledorf just, like, elbows him right in the side. And just kind of stares at him. And Frederick goes, Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that, I, that we know what you're talking about. Uh, we, we don't know anything about a ship. I would say we're very trustworthy. Doesn't seem like it. First of all, wire dice being rolled. Was, yes, you should trust us. And it was a no, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Okay. So they do believe you're trustworthy in the yes. fact that you're totally being untrustworthy. <laughs> yes. Jeff moves forward. Good shit. <laughs> I walk forward. And uh, I stare the both of them down with my fucking skeleton face. For Dibbledorf, did you, did you summon this guy? For the splittest of seconds. And then the arcane markings flare up on my skull, which is the part that's uncovered at this stage. And I proceed. I didn't summon this guy. It's, it's... No one summoned me. And that is exactly my problem. You see, I'm one of the great. A former lord of autumn. You know what that fucking mantle is. And I think you might know where it is. But even if you don't, I need to see that ship. So I've had quite a day. And my time is short. So you will get us to see the ship. Well, as he's talking, it's like he's, he's thinking about talking and then he kind of stops. And then he like opens his mouth and he closes it again as you, as you speak. And he's like, look, you don't... Well, roll intimidate, I guess. Let's go see how, how well this really goes over for you. By the way, when, when Grimm said great, Troy in the background did air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Randall, I also want to ask, you're down here. Are you dressed in your guard shit right now? I didn't have a chance to get changed, so yeah. Okay, just checking. Fancy. 20. You got a 20 intimidate. Yeah, so the guy opens his mouth, closes his mouth, kind of like he's going to talk. Then he looks over at Dylan, and he kind of goes, Ah, look, I don't I don't know who you are. I don't want any trouble. Like, you trust me, I'd love to help you. But uh, that's that's a member of the City Watch, and... I don't have my badge on. Yeah, I mean... You have about five minutes to start talking to the skeleton, and then I put my badge on. He's not on duty, don't worry about it. No, I like the... I mean, that... Okay, that answers my questions. Okay, um, yeah, so... You've down 15 seconds. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, this is gonna take more than 15 seconds to say, so... Basically, we can get you in, but, uh, like, it'll take me just a moment, because you can't, we can't just let, like, anybody in to the, to the, to the, 
to the school because you got to be students or you got to be teachers. And they don't even let, like, the watch in, like, without good reason. So, like, unless somebody was to, like, die, no one's getting let into that school. You know what I mean? Oh, I can organize someone dying. How young you gotta be to be a student? Uh, it's not really how young you gotta be, because any age can go in. We've got everything from, like, I think we just heard, like, an 11-year-old got signed up yesterday. And, the, and then, like, and then some people don't take up magic till they're, like, in their 50s, you know? Like, Dibbledorf here. He's... He's young. 14 to hit. What? Uh, what kind of hit? <laughs> Close fist. Okay. Uh, who are you hitting? Whoever was closest. Has it been one guy talking the whole time? Yes. The other guy. Right in the face. Okay, so... Is it, uh... Can we let us in now? And the... Orc named... Whatever the hell. Barry. The orc named Barry cocks his other fist back. Look! Hey, fuck! Oh! <laughs> oh. Ba- ba- oh! Barry, I feel like that was maybe not uh, cool, unnecessary, maybe. I'm being assaulted. Hey, hey, has it been fifteen seconds yet? <laughs> My watch is running slow. God damn it! Believe me when I tell you that that was the best possible outcome. I, of what could happen here to you in just mere minutes. I just said that I'm trying to help you. Please stop hitting my friend. Uh, once again, Th- Dibbledorf has not made a sound. Not even after being punched. <laughs> <laughs> Already then. I'm gonna ask him straight up. Y- y- you okay, bud? He just sort of nods while holding his nose. The other guy speaks up. He's like, okay, so, so legit. I can get you guys maybe a couple of you. I can't get there's fucking, like, seven of you. I can't get that many fake IDs that fast. But I can definitely get a couple, uh, maybe three tops, but it depends on how fast you need them. Uh, like... Fast! Yeah, like, give me a day? Can I get a day? Yesterday, preferably. How about you get us three, and then, uh, you and your bleeding friend over there just give us yours. That'll make five. Roll intimidate. Is that affected by... Bruce's current image. Nah. Okay. 22. So immediately they both reach down and pull out two weird little plastic things. The problem is, is they do have their faces on them. I reach out and I grab them. That shouldn't be a huge issue. Thank you. Yeah, whatever, man. Could you guys, like, just leave now? If you want the other, you know, come back tomorrow. We shall. When my spell slots are back. We'll be here tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) And then I walk away. When he says, when his spell slots are back, uh, fuck, what's my orc's name? Barry. Barry. (laughs) Punches him in the dick. Turns around. Not so easy, is it? It walks back through the crowd. What? You punched someone in the dick? You sack-tapped him? Yes. Rude. Real rude. Do you need a roll for that? Nat 20. So we talked about weird <laughs> moments in Bruce's life. Were we going to make that canon, Bruce? That at one point you used to, like, for a brief period of time, you were a janitor at the school? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So he should technically have an old fucking thing then. 
Nah. Nah, they took him away, but... Maybe, but even so, that would be, like, 40 years ago, minimum. Yeah. You look the same. And as he walks away, you see Frederick kind of laughing at the other guys. <laughs> Did he just... Wait a second, that dude sounded familiar. Eh, whatever. Uh, do you guys all leave? I'm already walking out. I got what I needed. So as you guys are walking out, what do you do? Do you, do you want to spend any time here to give you a chance to kind of explore this new space that I've created? Yeah, so I'll I'll walk around the dome. I'm looking okay. for basically the base of its magic. I'll make my way to where we came in, and I'll stop there, and I'll politely wait for everyone. Yeah, but Bob, I think... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like your character probably has heard of this place. Yeah. But it, I'm not sure that it would really be up Bop's alley until maybe he really saw it. Like, maybe he... It sounds like some newfangled youngster shit. Yes. Like, However, especially the name. An arcane shield that holds back multiple monsters is very interesting. Yeah. Not like, I, I think maybe nobody actually explained to you the full amount, because chances are you heard it from poor people who don't get it anyway. Yeah. Now that you're here, you see that it, it's... It's basically an old coliseum that slowly sank into the earth and is hidden near the poor sector. And you know that there's a lot of betting that goes on around here and that there's sort of uh, like a fight club. And then like the main event is when these two mages show up and they will summon like some powerful creature that they can summon and just have them duke it out. Okay. As you walk around, you see a poster that says coming soon, laser worms. Mmm. Laser worms, eh? Guy next to us like, yeah, fucking, I cannot wait for this fight. Barry, behind you. Wait, fucking laser worms? Fucking sweet! Yeah, they're bringing back laser worms. Oh my god, those are like, the best fights. Yeah, like- You, uh, you got, we gotta bring, uh, we got, tr Troy, yeah, we gotta bring Troy back for those, he'll get a kick out of the it. The fucking laser worms. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking I can strap them down to something. They're fucking worms that shoot fucking lasers. Fuck yeah, let's come back. <laughs> right? Other than mingling with the people and maybe placing a few bets if you'd like, it's done. It does seem like the main event is over, though, so if you're placing any bets, it's like on typical fights. Yeah. Oh, and last thing you guys do see, too, is as soon as you guys get done kind of looking around, you see that your two new mage friends, quote-unquote, and putting huge quotes on that one at this point, uh, they kind of leave that back room after a few minutes, and then they cross and go to a section by one of their bullpits where they just sort of walk through, and it seems like they teleport out. Like, they go in there, and then they're gone. Okay. So? So, the way they get in and out of this place, they do not walk. A little bit of detect magic. If you've got the spell. I will sit there and concentrate my ass to it. Okay, yeah, you cast it. You've got you've got all the time you need, so if you want a ritual cast anything. Okay. Yeah, I just go, wow, it's magical. Yeah, it's teleport. It's a teleportation circle, too. It's more like they've set it up to work that way. And yeah. you suspect that you probably still need some tool or incantation to make it work, but it's basically a permanent thing. Yay, which means they might have a device or something else that the magic yeah. reads that they pass into the circle. So yeah, Avil, in this quiet moment, is speaking to Roy. She's kind of laying down her, what her thoughts on everything that just happened to you. She, like, lately she's been quieter and quieter about, like, what needs to happen, but now that things are finally moving in the direction she wants, she's gonna let you know what's up. Roy. Yeah. 
we do need to get to that ship. We need to get there because there's a chance that something may have survived. I didn't think that there was anything left of the ship after the king and everyone. I assumed that the crown would have it and we wouldn't be able to get to it. But if this mage's college has gone through any of my belongings, they might have found a compass. And that compass might be able to point us to the mantle. Alright, we can do that. And our friend, Mr. Grimm, he he understands what we're dealing with. And I do believe that he wants to get the mantle home, but I can't let him be the one who does it. He'll help us to a certain point, but I do not trust him past that point. Do you understand? So you're saying we're going to stab him in the back at some point? I'm saying that I want you to be the one to get the mantle so you don't have to. Because he has no back to stab. I mean, okay. I'm not going to argue with you. You're learning. Good. Bruce, you also know that very near this area, just off like a couple of streets, was where you got dragged to have your little meeting. They use this amphitheater not just for these fights, but it's also a great place for the poor to gather and have like their own little version of court. One that you recently were witness to and subject of. They kind of tried to play you up and you didn't let them drag you out there to like give a speech or talk to anybody. In fact, you kind of walked away probably at that point. But they were trying to kind of showcase you and talk about you leading this uh, like political rebellion was recently just in this area. What do you want to do? Bruce finds Mullion, because Mullion's the one dragging Bruce around, and Bruce wants to get everyone off his ass so he can go back out to the woods. You find Mullion at the bullpen. I know. <laughs> I know where I find him. Yeah. So yeah, he's down there, and he's talking to Leonard the Narc, and Leonard kind of nudges and looks over Mullion's shoulder, and Mullion goes, oh, yeah, uh, so yeah, Leonard, thanks for all your help, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll be back to talk to you about that other thing that, uh, we were just talking about. Hey, Barry, what's up, man? So, uh, you said there's people I need to talk to, again. Yeah, you, you should, you should talk to, I look, man, you know I'm not good with names, the only things I ever remember people are supposed to kill. Um, that, that goblin who was leading the group, he's probably the best one to tell. I think his name was Mike Matthew something with an M. He had a human name. It was weird. Well, where is he? Let's go settle this. Once and for all. Okay. He goes, yeah, I, I think I know where to go. And he takes you out of the place. Does anybody go with Bruce and Mullion? Two? Yeah. I will. Uh, they're just leaving. Acidly stealth my ass. Stealth? Kind of. Yeah. You know, it's blend, in, blend into the crowd. Okay. Crap. If they walk past me, yeah. Yeah, in order to get out, is more or less one main entrance. Yeah, here. I think we're all following. Randall? There. Yeah. Bruce and Mullion. Mullion's leading the way, and he's like, well, I was hoping to find him here, but it makes sense. He's probably uh, at home. So you guys end up at this small, like, shack-style uh, goblin house, and Mullion, like, knocks on the door, and the goblin you met earlier opens it up, and he goes, hey, Bruce! Bruce, how's it going? Hey, did you think about what we talked about? You get, you gonna, you gonna help us? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Why? Uh. I want nothing 
to do with the nobility. I want nothing to do with that court. I want nothing to do with this rat-infested town. I want to go back out to the woods, and I want to mind my own. You hear the sound of, like, some kids fighting in the back. He's like, hey, Dad, you coming back? And then this goblin looks at you, he's like, hey, yeah, I, I understand. But, like, what about the rest of us who, who are trying to make it in this rat-infested town? Maybe one of y'all can be your goddamn shakes spokesperson. Shaker, snake oil salesman, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like, what I got, I got children with. I want to to have a future around here. I had children. I had a future, and you know what? I don't have children or a future. Yeah, but. But what? You could change that. At this point, Bruce grabs him by the shoulders and has lifted him into the air. And what? I can change that. I can bring her back. I can fix it. You could not be a dickhead. I mean, he's right. Put me down, man. It's cool. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to side with Dylan on this one. I am still Troy, by the way. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> that, that lasts for an hour. Okay. Do you say that, that out loud? It's important for me. Yes. <laughs> okay, Troy. The goblin's like, yeah, set me down. Well then, Troy, Dylan, and Bruce sets him down. Maybe y'all can be this. People's noble bullshit. Watch your loved ones get whacked off. Bruce? What? Instead of doing exactly what I've done and how you bitched and moaned about me doing it and using my men as an excuse, maybe you should start using it as motivation. Because, yeah, my loved ones died, and I will never get that revenge, unlike some people. I have a question, Bruce. The fuck do you want? You've been through a lot, correct? Depends on who you ask, I'm sure. And you now have more thoughts stewing around in your head than just your own, correct? Maybe. Now, I have but one question left. If... The entire world were to fall apart. Would you be happy? I'm already not happy. Would that improve your mood? Doubt it. Then, if seeing everything fall doesn't suit you, then help put it back up. If watching it fall is what you wish, then watch it fall. You can be one or the other. As you might put it, Gog or Magog, as silly as that sentiment is. Is pronounced sentiment. Whatever. As silly as it is, you can be one or the other. But you can't be neither. That doesn't exist. Pick one. Y'all are talking at me like there is some world in which you can see my fat ass sitting up with the pampered nobles 
making decisions, casting votes, and not fishing. No. The goblin speaks up. He's like, "But, but you're doing that. Like you're already doing that. You, you've, you've made several decisions for a lot of people. You fight in fights that, like, just by being you, you're already you." When they put up the law that says we couldn't fish, you fought it. You've been to the nobles' court as much times as I have. And I literally have a blood tie to it. I mean, I've been on trial every time. And yet, somehow, each time you're on trial, you still actively make change in laws and government structure. The first time you went on trial, the king rewrote a law in front of you for you. No votes for you. See, that you're a noble? Yeah, hi, Dylan. I used to work at the Orc's Head. Uh, yeah, but that's the king. If I had any clout, it's lying in a bed, nearly dead. All the more reason to fight, Bruce. I'll tell you this, Bruce. To me, I don't fucking care what you do. All of this is nothing more than a distraction and an annoyance to me. But, gaining some influence, being as I have been one to do such, can get gears moving, can get wheels turning, and most importantly can get things done. Now, as I've told you, there are things that need get done. If we don't make right what is wrong on your plane and mine, Neither will exist for much longer. So, with that being said, personally, if it can get us even a modicum closer to fixing things, I would advise for it. I'd do it myself, even. But I doubt I can. Does Bop have anything to say at all? Because Strong's been very quiet. You know, if you can vote on those laws, maybe you can bring fishing up to the council chambers. To appeal to his good side. Bruce? Oh, that's a dick move, Strata. <laughs> that's a dick move. Wait, I, wait, wait. Uh, Bruce? Yeah. Be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Make your own choice. But the bottom line is I'm tired of talking to a wall that doesn't listen because I want to like you, but you keep fucking this up. I'll be outside. Thank you for joining us on Torchlit Tavern. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope you will continue to enjoy many episodes in the future. Don't forget to like us and rate us on wherever you listen, and don't forget to share us with everybody you know so our podcast can grow. Also, don't forget to follow our show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcast, or whatever your preferred podcasting service is. And... 
Furthermore, should you wish to follow our lovely players and their epic journeys, you can follow them at the following locations. Hey guys, it's Ryan, favorite Warlock Roy, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at RyanSCBSantos. You can find your favorite DM, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. And you can find your Skeleman himself, the gentleman, Mr. Grimm, at big underscore J underscore the bad man on Twitter. And you can find your good boy Dylan on Twitter at Argo Omega. Fuck your warlock. Red?